there were some small upgrades here and there, maybe better accuracy, better battery life, more durability, things like that, which are great. Sure. But we're talking about like, you want features, right? Yeah. Incremental. And you really want that, like, this is a new feature. So that's what Gen 8 was. And, and what that really did, man, is they introduced the touch screens, the phasers have screens on them, the chest plates had screens on them and they were dynamic. So they were, you know, you could have animation, you could have, you know, all sorts of different colors and things like that. So it became this really customizable experience. So instead of like red versus green or whatever, right, it was like. Awesome. So thanks so much for coming on today, Chris. I'm really looking forward to the conversation today. For people who haven't had the pleasure of meeting you, give us a little introduction about yourself and the company you work with. Sure. So I'm Chris Epstein with Laser Force International, avid laser tag player, started playing laser tag in 1998, man. It was, you know, I fell in love instantly, became kind of the the, uh, the dream job to, to work there in high school. So that's what I did first job right out the gate. So working at a laser tag arena and did that and, and, you know, fast forward, man, you know, 20 something odd years later. And, and here I am working for laser force international. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a dream come true, man. I get to, to wake up and be in the laser tag and entertainment industry every day. So yeah. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. It's like, you know, maybe when they're, when you're younger, they asked you what you want to be when you grow up and you said, I want to do laser tag. You're, you're the yeah. one who actually did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's wild to think, you know, but it's just one of those things where, uh, you know, you, you have a passion, you follow your passion and, yeah. and now I'm here. So. Yeah. So how did you get into it initially? Just working for Laser Force or give me a little bit of yeah. background on that. So I don't know, Force, did you, did you play a little laser tag growing up, man? Or? Of course. Yeah, of course. Of course. Right. So that was, it was the thing to do, man. You know how it is. Like, you know, right. you're, you're that age, you're growing up, like, let's go play laser tag with your buddies and birthday parties. So that was, that was kind of my initial exposure. Now I live, you know, down here in Houston and we have a lot of different laser tag places, especially in the early 2000s, late nineties, yeah. man, it was, it was popping. I'm sure you remember. Mm-hmm. So it was, I got to go around and play at a lot of the different locations and I fell in love with one. I'll give them a shout out. It's called laser zone. It's still open. They're still operating and they had laser force. So that's when I initially kind of, you know, fell in love with the system and playing it. And it was just like a natural progression, man. It was like, all right, I love the system. Like, let me, let me work here. And then once you start working there, you learn kind of the ins and out of the software, the hardware, things like that. So that was, that was kind of my progression. And, you know, fr- from there, you know, I actually, you know, worked kind of through my high school years and into college and things like that. And uh, full, full circle, I kept in touch with a lot of the same people from, from laser force throughout the years. And that's why I'm here today. Awesome. I love it. So you guys, you said you're international, you have centers all across the country that have carry. Oh yeah. 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 So we we're, we're one of the oldest too. 87, uh, our founder, Lynn Kelly, he was, you know, he's from, we're based out of Australia. So he was over there and he was like, I I can just do better. I can make better equipment. Um, Mm -hmm. this can be better. And he did. And uh, fast forward, man, you know, eight generations of equipment later and we're here today. And yeah, so it's international. It's all over the globe, based out of Australia. Uh, we have sites in Europe, in North America, and you know, of course, Australia. And, and so, just we're kind of spread out all over the globe. So, you know, you can go play Laser Force pretty much anywhere. Yeah. So now, are most people on like the latest one, or how far back do you? Are people usually like how many generations back do people run? 
All right, man. Well, good, good question. So let me, let me ask you this, man. What generation is your cell phone? Where, where are you at? What do you got in your pocket? I got right the S 22 because I broke my other one. So I think I'm a year behind. Okay. So yeah. like, yeah, similar to laser tag, as long as you're, I mean, I'm guessing your, your phone was working fine. Like you just kind of upgraded whenever you felt like it, but it wasn't mm -hmm. out of necessity of like, so laser tag equipment is very, these things will run laser force will run forever. So we actually have people for us on generation six, which was two generations ago. We're at generation eight now. We call it gen eight. And so we have people still running this equipment and a lot of people still running gen seven. And then I would say, you know, people are, are, have switched. We probably have the majority getting onto the gen eight train and it's, but it's just like, it's this incredible problem to have where it's like your old equipment and you know, your cell phone is just like, yeah. it just works fine every day. Right. So why, right. why kind of switch out? So it's yeah. a good problem to have in the sense of, you know, the equipment's working well and everything's functioning, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, so we, it's, it's an interesting kind of situation to be in as the manufacturer as well as like, well, it, great news everything's still working, you know, but right. we have all these new features we really love and we want everybody to yeah. experience with the new system. So, right. Yeah. That makes sense. That I guess you guys don't do what I always suspected the phone companies do is they make the phones only last two years. So you got one. <laughs> no, yeah. You don't want to be bundled up with, with that, right? Like right. put into that category, like, yeah, it'll break in three years. No. Yeah. So like right. I said, good problem to have. Yeah. So, I mean, what are some of the features then of the gen eight versus like a six or seven or like what, what what's like the latest in yeah. this right now? Man, so honestly, like Gen 8 was really kind of like the, the game, you know, every once in a while, like technologies, like it's, it's, yeah, this is great new features, better, better processor, better memory, whatever, yeah. XYZ when you're coming to technology, right? But when every once in a while, there's like a breakout system or breakout generation, and that was kind of Gen 8, Generation 8 mm -hmm. uh, for a while, man. And just in the industry in general, it, it, it got kind of, there was some small upgrades here and there, maybe better accuracy, better battery life more durability, things like that, which are great, Sure, but we're talking about like, you want features, right? Yeah. Incremental. Right. And you really want that, like, this is a new feature. So that's what gen eight was. And, and what that really did, man, is they introduced the touch screens, the phasers have screens on them. The chest plates had screens on them hmm. and they were dynamic. So they were, you know, you could have animation, you could have, you know, all sorts of different colors and things like that. So it became this really customizable experience so instead of like red versus green or whatever right it was like hey any color you want and any any kind of customization you want and from there you know it's it's really taken off and there's all sorts of customizations and features obviously like i said incrementally things always get better year to year generation generation as far as durability battery life things like that mm -hmm. so those things will always improve like on the logistic side of reliability but the feature side really took off with generation eight yeah, that's cool. So almost like a platform where you can kind of build stuff on top of it with the it, colors. Yeah, and, it, yeah, it's incredible too because, you know, we release a laser force. We come out kind of with a patch every year or an up, update. And we it's free to, you know, everybody that's enrolled in our program, our support program. And uh, it's, we're constantly putting things in that the, the hardware can handle. And we're just putting in features kind of retroactively, right? Almost like a video yeah. game or things like that. Like it's there, it can exist. We just needed to like perfect it and put it in and, and make it function at the level we wanted before we released it. So it's pretty cool, man. You know, every year, you know, it's like Christmas, like here comes this great patch with all these new features. And yeah. so it's, it's pretty fun. Upgrade. Yeah. I guess so kind of like with Tesla, you can kind of download the newest version yeah. onto the, the platform. That's nice. Cause then you can iterate exactly. faster. 
yeah, yeah it's 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 pretty cool and like i said we, we try to do it once a year and mm-hmm. and just kind of have like things rolling out constantly so you can have an older generation and still kind of take advantage of you know some of the new stuff so right whatever carries over right exactly yeah, yeah. No, that's that's really cool so then like are there different types of games that you could play now with this new version or is it mainly colors or like what what's like some of the cool stuff people yeah. are doing today yeah, man. I mean, so I know we kind of talked a little bit earlier. You said you used to be a gamer. So you're probably mm-hmm. familiar with, with some of the, the big fun games that people like to play now. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the more role-playing type of games, right? Like you yeah. take on a role, you work on it as a team, things like that. So we have everything under the sun. Our number one game, at least historically, is a game called Space Marines 5. And it is a role-playing game. And it is a game where you have a limited number of ammunition, a limited number of lives like you can be eliminated from the game you can actually run out of ammunition so the object of the game is you take on a role you play on a team and it's very strategic so you kind of combine some strategic team play element and then chess like exactly like chess there's five positions and you kind of specialize in one and you know similar to maybe basketball like you you know you want the best point guard on your team right things like that right so it's it's a very min max situation and that Mm -hmm. that actually that force that's played international we have an international tournament every year so yeah it's it's a lot of fun it's a blast um Mm -hmm. and then on the simpler side so that's a little more complicated obviously you got to explain the dynamics of the game there's a lot of So we also like to kind of give the option to our operators and and say, hey, like, here's a game you could roll out to anybody, you know, birthday parties, walk-ins, whoever. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's called laser ball. And it's kind of like a soccer basketball blended with laser tag. You have a ball carrier. There's one ball in play and and the Mm -hmm. goal is to kind of score on the other person's goal, right? And you can pass it to your teammates. And if the enemy team zaps you, you have the ball, they take it. Mm -hmm. And then what's really cool is when somebody scores, it's kind of like soccer where the game kind of pauses, you go back to your side of the field yeah. uh, and it resets like new round, right? You try yeah. to score a certain amount of points. Right. So it's real fast paced game, man. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the newer, easier. So we have both sides, easy yeah. and more complicated. That's really cool. So you like just an evolving game to where it's kind of new stuff rather than just the, you know, one team versus the other team. Yeah. And, and, and really what that does for proprietors and operators is that's replayability. Right. Like right. that's that metric. Right. Yeah. It's like play laser, uh, but you can also play this game called laser ball and it's mm-hmm. totally different experience. It's going to be, you know, so you can, you can kind of sell that as a, just another game to play. And then the space Marines five is, you know, good for like members nights, league nights. You can kind of run that on a weekday, Tuesday, Wednesday, where foot traffic yeah. maybe is a little bit slower, right? Not a lot of birthdays. So for operators, that's really great stuff for them for replayability, bringing people in, um, you know, slower nights of the week or kind of getting them to buy more than one game of laser tag, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And actually that's, that, that's, uh, you mentioned leagues. So I was curious, is that because I come from the bowling side, obviously, do you see yeah. much of that happening? Because it seems like it'd be a huge opportunity, but I haven't heard of people doing it much. Do, do people do that often? Yeah. So it's pretty big. Every system, every different company kind of, you know, brand has their different competitive mm-hmm. scenes. But it, one thing prominent throughout the industry is definitely that competitive league night tournaments. Yeah. As I mentioned earlier, we have an international tournament every year that's hosted. Um, and that's a blast. So you have players from all over the world competing, mm-hmm. but you know, not everybody wants to travel internationally to play laser tag sure. and that's fine. So yeah. there's local tournaments, there's national tournaments, you know, there'll be like an East coast tournament, a West coast tournament. Mm-hmm. There's a huge tournament that takes on multi-systems called Armageddon. That one's mm-hmm. a classic. So 
there's, there's, there's definitely that competitive scene. And, you know, so if you want to be really competitive with laser tag, you can, or you can just go in and play socially with your buddies. Right. Right. So similar to bowling, right? Like you can, you can be competitive if you want, but like, it can just be for fun too. So it's, it's great. Right. It's for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. It's pretty accessible. Like, like bowling. Yes. Very Very accessible. accessible. It's a wide, wide net, right? Very wide net of people can enjoy it. Right. And yeah, I mean, I, I bet laser tag is similar to like esports where people don't realize how big it really is like it's kind of niche but like like there's some massive yeah. money to be made like competitions like it's actually pretty big is yeah and similar it's it's i would say it's it's on a similar trajectory as far as mm-hmm. esports with the it's 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 in its infancy right yeah. we, there's no professional player laser tag players yet that okay. we haven't crossed that hurdle so that's yeah. something where you know you still got to keep your day job unfortunately, sure. but right. Like that's kind of the dream goal is right to get to that point. So right. I think we will see it. I think there's a big, I think it's relatable to a lot of people, people yeah. play laser tag. So we're not there yet, but I, I do see that becoming a thing in the future. Yeah. You need like a league, like the NFL or, you know, the MLB, you need a, a laser tag league. Yeah. That's and one of the things, the so tech and, and kind of like you mentioned earlier, I mean, with esports, the technology kind of had to catch up where spectators True. could enjoy it. Right. right. These platforms had to be built like Twitch and things like that. So I think that's kind of going to be the the next step is like what platform, mm-hmm. what technology could laser tag use where spectators could really enjoy a game of laser tag. Yeah. So, so like, do people stream it right now? Because like, I think some yeah. of them will put like a screen outside of the thing you can watch while other people are playing. Do you guys do that? Yeah. So that's, that's one of the cool features is you can look in, they have like live looks into the arena. Right. And then of course, like we have our score screen, which is kind of like a recap, like it's like a live box score, which is pretty cool. So you can kind of mm-hmm. see in real time, this player is zapping this player, what's going on that, you know, who's in first place, second place. And right. then a lot, a lot of arenas have like kind of the live look in, so you can kind of watch, you know, different parts of the arena and the action going on. And on top of that, one thing we've seen some, some of the things that's been evolving is people are starting to put like maybe a GoPro, attach a GoPro. So you can kind of see that first person, kind of we're talking about esports, that first person perspective of laser tag, I think, which is incredible. You know, you're moving around the arena and people are popping out behind corners and things like Mm -hmm. that. So I think ultimately that's when it's going to kind of carry us towards the competitive. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree because, I mean, it's the same thing with esports where at first you're like, wait, you're watching other people play bi- video games and people yeah. are like, what the heck? And then you realize like how into it people get and like how almost addictive mm-hmm. it is where it's like some people prefer to watch others play than to play themselves. You, you guys are probably in a similar position. Yeah, I mean, well, you're going to watch the Super Bowl, right? I mean, right. you know, yeah. I, I, and we watch we watch sports all the time and and, mm-hmm. and I agree with you, you know, esports, it, it sounded crazy, especially because the accessibility with, with the video games. But laser tag, yeah. I think, is the same way sometimes. And I think sometimes you you like to learn by watching really good play. Like, and you can appreciate the kind of craftsmanship and mm-hmm. skill of some of these like high-level players. And you can kind of take right. that back to to what you're doing and things like that. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I totally agree with you 100 percent I, I yeah. think that's it's it's definitely something that it kind of maybe sound 10 years ago, we'd have been like, no way, but now it sounds pretty reasonable. Right. Yeah. There's bigger, there's you know, further stretches out there than, than something like that. Yeah. Cool. So I want to take it back a little bit towards bowling. Tell me a little bit about some of the centers that you're seeing today who are really successful and maybe some of the things that they're implementing or putting into play that, you know, from a business standpoint, seem to work really well for them. Sure. So I think a lot of centers are kind of moving maybe towards the more family entertainment center model. And 
you know, I know that's, it's a big trend right now. And there's a lot of people are having a lot of success with that. So I think one of the first things, you know, if you're kind of talking about what, what, how do we make that move and what attractions are we adding? You're, you're obviously looking at footprint for space. How do you maximize that? Right. Especially yeah. if we're talking about taking out lanes for us, right? Like if you're removing right. lanes, you're removing uh, revenue opportunity. Sure. And when you're doing that, you're like, I better replace this with something that's making more revenue, yeah. right? In this footprint, right? So a lot of the proprietors that have a lot of success is the first thing I would always say is make sure you have, especially if you're removing lanes, is don't take out too many lanes, but also don't take out too few, right? Like there's that Goldilocks, like it's, there's a sweet yeah. spot, right? And, like six and to 10. It's actually less than that. So it, oh, I would really? say you, you're looking at about four to six. Okay. Yeah. Now you can, you can go bigger. If you want to do that six to 10 range, that's, that's absolutely yeah. fine. Well, now you know, it depends. A lot of places do two floors, right? Right. And that's the, yeah. the other part of it is one great thing about laser tech is you can scale vertically. You can build up uh, mm-hmm. as long as your building permits it. And that saves a ton of floor space for you. So yeah. you can, you know, kind of build up, get that extra square footage in there. And if you're able to do that, yeah, you know, you might be able to take out four lanes and get a two-story arena in there and, you know, have a great time. So that's, that's key, right? Identifying how much revenue you're going to lose from those four to six lanes or eight lanes or however you're taking out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then making sure that laser tag would kind of fill that void and, and, uh, you know, more than fill it, right. Amplify it. So that's kind of the first step. And then once you kind of have, all right, this is my plan. I'm going to take out four lanes. Then you need to kind of think about your demographics, your, tr- your foot traffic, things like that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, laser tag is very popular with the younger generation, kid, younger adults, things like that. But one good thing for us is like, you know, you and I, we've grown up, we played laser tag growing up. We still enjoy laser tag, right? So, right. So, so the younger adults are still playing and, and we're still going out there and enjoying laser tag. So demographics are shifting in a positive way, which is always great. So I think looking at that as a proprietor and saying, Hey, I can capture younger, older everybody under the sun, like we spoke about earlier, I take out four <laughs> lanes. You know, I think that's kind of a lot of people are having success with that formula, four to six lanes. And as long as you kind of have younger demographics in your area, your market area, you're going to be in good shape. Yeah. Now, that calculation, is that something you guys help with? You get third-party assessments or how do you calculate yeah. like the, the revenue lost? And then maybe not all of it lost because some of it might just go to other lanes. Like, do you, right. how do you guys usually walk through that equation? Yeah. So you know, the way we look at it is we look at player games per week, right? So how many games of laser tag are played per week? And that's kind of how we help you as a a proprietor project your laser tag. And, you know, depending on what part of the country in the length of games, that's going to vary your price per game. Do you run a lot of promotions? X, Y, Z safe, safe bet usually is probably about $8 a game. So you kind of look at your throughput right now and you say, you know, we're at capacity and at this time and that time. So you would reasonably presume you'd be close to capacity at your laser tag attraction during these hours, right? Yeah. You can, you, that's how we would help you project kind of that laser tag revenue. <laughs> and then as far as revenue loss, I think proprietors probably have a way better understanding for their center, right? Because like you said, sometimes yeah. it's not just the lane revenue, it's the shoe rental, it's the food and beverage, right? right? And some of that can be recapped, right? Food and beverage might be recapped. Like you can, yeah. you know, maybe make that up. So as far as kind of projecting that, yeah, we, you know, we can have those conversations and really help project that, that revenue, um, mm-hmm. for, for the uh, proprietors. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, I'm sure it's a pretty in-depth conversation, but at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to for them. Right. You know, the profit yeah. per square foot. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. 
and the other great thing about laser tagging, you know, there's the, in our, in our business, you know, we have the anchor attractions, which people will come to your site for specifically right. and have a birthday party there for, or Google you like let's, you know, driving that traffic. And then there's kind of yes. the secondary laser tag is definitely a primary anchor attraction. You know, people mm -hmm. will come there specifically to play laser tag. So right. that's the other thing I say is you will have people coming to your facility that would have never come just for bowling. Right. right. Um, and, and then, you know, they're coming to play laser tag and then they're playing in your arcades. So you're, right. you're also, you know, kind of getting a, a different target customer as well. So it's, it's, you know, kind of a multifaceted, like, you know, approach to how much we're going to project you to make on that revenue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's always what I've tried to promote is that kind of concentric circles or I know the diagram of circles, overlapping circles, where you have every product is an overlapping circle. And the more of mm -hmm. them you have, you can get them to cross over to some of the other product lines. You know, you have Absolutely. lines in the ocean, so to speak. Absolutely. I, and, and, you know, what we were talking about earlier, it comes back to that FEC kind of pivoting a little bit towards that, you know, it really just makes a huge difference. Yeah. Kind of self-reinforcing. So the, the last question I had on kind of this topic is, is there a different kind of cap for laser tag for the throughput versus bowling? Because especially this time of year, a lot of proprietors do get kind of capped out. There's only so many lanes they can do. If they have leagues, then they definitely don't have any lanes for open play. What, how yeah. does the cap or the throughput of laser tag compare to bowling lanes? Because it's, so it's that, less yeah. people, it's a lot less people and a lot more space and a lot more time. Right. So I, that's a great question. And that's always important because we're talking about maximizing it. Right. So <laughs> That goes back to our original kind of, like I said, first step where we're talking about how much space do you want to allocate? And we said four to six lanes, if you're going to remove, but I'll go ahead and put in square footage. So ideally you want to be between about 3000 and 5,000 square feet for your arena. And you, you need to set a little bit aside for like to store your vests and your, your battle yeah. suits and things like that. Right now. So that's, that's the, from there, you want to look at how many vests you actually have, because we're talking about throughput. There's a maximum, right? You can only have, uh, yeah. if you have 30 vests, you can mm. only maximum have 30 people in that game. And if you're yeah. running a 10 minute game, you know, th theoretically you could probably run five, 10 minute games. If you're running maximum efficiency in one hour before, you know, just be realistic, say four and a half. So that's where you're going to kind of look at your cap, right? So if we're running four and a half games an hour. And even if we're selling every single ticket we have, that's 30 times 4.5, right? So that's yeah. kind of what you'd be looking at in okay. terms of the and maximum then, cap. Is there a cap for, I'm sure there's a cap for how many people you can fit into that arena too, right? Right. So industry standards usually about 125 square feet per player. Uh, okay. So your arena size. Yeah. So that's, that's, you know, give or take around there is kind of what you're looking at. So yeah. obviously some of that can be offset with like ramps and things like that. Yeah. But that's a good, like, rule of thumb, good metric for you. Yeah. Okay. So you can get a lot more people in, in that square footage. It's just it's probably yeah. not at full capacity as often. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it works similar to a lot of these other, like, bowling. There's going to be yeah. your peak hours weekend right. where it's, you, you're running max capacity. Yeah. But, right, it's, it's not 24-7. Yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, it man. Yeah. But if you took a, a max capacity and compared both of the max capacity, the laser tag is going to have more than the, the bowling as far as the throughput. It, 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 it is obviously four the, lanes yeah. for, yeah. If you just did a per game right. times four to six lanes is six people on a lane. It's yeah. Cause you'd, you'd have a lot more turnover for the games. 
and, and I think some of that comes down to the business model. You know, if you're a proprietor at a bowling center and you're running per lane rental or mm-hmm. you're running per time or you're running per yeah. guest, right? Like they have the different, yeah. so that, that, that I yeah. pricing, right? The different, the different structures, some proprietors, you know, they're like, we're just running, especially during peak hours. They're like, we're, it's going to be by the lane, right? Or by the, by the hour, whatever, yeah. because sometimes they don't want to do by the game because the game lasts a really long time or, yeah. and it's, you know, yeah. so they don't know what it's going to be. Right. So sometimes I think during peak hours, you know, one of the trends I've been seeing a lot lately is like time, you know, yeah. to just make sure they're maximizing those peak hours. So, right. you know, and, and laser tag is kind of similar to that is like, it's definitely a time interval. The game is 10 minutes. So you can right. calculate pretty, you know, you can forecast pretty well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I just like doing the uh, kind of the exercises of seeing what those different business models looks like. Yeah. You know, and, and I, that's, I mean, it's fascinating to me too. It's really interesting mm-hmm. because especially when you're talking about trying to, if you're going to replace lanes, you really got to know how much you're making per lane per hour on a peak versus yeah. how much are you making in, you know, laser tag per square foot during yeah. peak. So, and that's, you know, that's something whoever a proprietors partner with will definitely help you out with that, that, sure. that kind of forecasting. Yeah. Now, are you seeing more of that situation where they're taking out a few lanes and put it in an arena or like new builds or what do you, what's, what's trending right yeah. now? I think replacing is usually the, actually, I mean, I see both, you know, if you have the space, like some people have space that they can mm-hmm. just put in an arena, that's probably optimal, like, right. Sure. And then some people actually have land adjacent land where they just, they're building a new building, like right next door. Yeah. And then some people are able to take out the lanes and, and replace that with laser tag. So yeah. that's it. it all of them work. And what's great is a lot of the synergy of learning laser tag and bowling are going to be pretty similar, right? Like you already have kind of the lobby, you already kind of have restrooms, you have a lot of infrastructure in place. So you're not starting from ground zero, no matter what option you go. So you're, you're in pretty good shape. And I think that definitely helps that, that barrier to entry is it becomes a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I know we're coming close to the top of the hour. I want to respect your time, but tell me sure. a little bit about where you see things going for the next, you know, one year to 18 months or so when it comes to laser tag. Yeah. So one of the really fun, really cool things that's happening and we kind of talked about earlier is there's features that we can kind of retroactively go through and bring to life, right. in the equipment that exists. Yeah. We were talking earlier, you know, kind of about the, the circles and the Venn diagram and like. You want all these attractions and people to enjoy multi, you know, parts of the business, right? Right. You want your customers to to have fun in the arcade, but enjoy a great pizza and X, Y, and Z. So one of the cool things about laser tag right now, and, and we're trying to kind of integrate with a lot of these other aspects of the business, right? So we want laser tag to be a part of redemption, for example, is, is the big one, right? So redemption is a great tool and yeah. a lot of businesses use it. So one of the, the, the biggest features that we've come out with recently has been adding redemption or at least making it gamifying it and making it very immersive experience, kind of perfecting that redemption experience into laser tag. So yeah. you can actually go play laser tag and just like you would swipe a game card on an art, uh, you can swipe it, go play laser tag and get mm-hmm. redemption points or tickets to go spend. Right. Yeah. So cool. just, you know. It, it's it's one of those things where it adds value to the total business, not just the laser tag part of your business, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's the big thing with laser tag is how do we play nice with a whole bunch of other attractions and really kind of understand that the standalone laser tag days are over sure. and it's it's the FEC, right? Like, you know, you let's be a part of the bigger picture and let's right. help operators earn 
more throughout their entire business, not just their laser tag portion, right? So right. that's moving forward, I think, the focus and what we're definitely focused on here at Laser Force is providing that to our customers and our operators. Yeah, that's really cool. So you're saying, like, how do you fit into the FEC model more effectively? Right. And how do you make it easier for them to go from one of these other attractions to your attraction? Exactly, right? Like yeah. what makes sense, you know? So I think that's the thing, right? If you're, if you got redemption points and you want to go get a redemption prize and someone's playing on the art, the arcade is full, you're like, ah, we're just going to leave. Instead, it's like, oh, I'll just go yeah. play laser, I'll go play some yeah. laser tag, right? Like, right. you know, so it's uh, things like that, I think are, are definitely going to be the future and, you know, just helping customers have fun with it. And it's also great for the operators. Yeah. I love that. So anything that you would say to someone who's thinking about, you know, looking at laser tag or, you know, that's on their mind or they're, Hey, you know, at least thinking about dipping their toe in, what would you say to them? Call me? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I would say it's definitely history's on your side. First and foremost, this is mm -hmm. not a trend. This isn't new. This isn't yeah. trendy right now, right? Like this is right. proven. And I think anytime you have a, a business is time proven and it's, it's to the test. I think you are going to be safe. So I think that's the, the biggest thing is like history's on your side. You're not really taking a huge leap of faith in like a new technology, you know, or a new attraction where it's like, that could be great, you know, and this could be the next thing, you know, you, you, the, the risk is lower, right? So I would say it's definitely going to be an attraction where you can kind of feel good about adding, right? And we were talking earlier with forecasting, it's relatively safe to forecast too. We, like I said, you can kind of really drill it down to how many people are coming through your doors, how much you would charge in your market, how fast you're going to run those games. So you yeah. can really hone in and then we can kind of, you know, go from there. So I would say very safe in terms of being able to project and mm -hmm. very tested, battle tested. So right. I, I, you know, I, I always, I always advocate laser tag is a great anchor attraction. I think it pairs perfectly with bowling. A lot of people, you know, that, you know, we go to these shows and these conferences all the time and you know, we talk to people and, you know, you probably hear the same thing is how do we capture revenue when we're at capacity? Like, right. what do we, what, what, what do we do? Like, we can't turn customers away, right? Yeah. When they're coming in and you're like, Hey, the lanes are, we're booked. It's Saturday night. So that's the biggest thing where I think laser tech can really help out bowling centers and, and you can yeah. be very successful and you you're adding laser tag and it's like, you're no longer turning customers away. You're giving them uh, deals on laser tech right? A right. discount on laser tag or something like that. Hey, like, yeah, we're sorry, we're cool, but half, half yeah. price laser tag until we can get something open for you. You know, who's going to say no to that? Right. So yeah. I think that's really helping. I would say laser tech can really help capture that revenue when you're at capacity. And, and that's something where, you know, you, you could just easily add it. And like I said, it's there and it's going to make money for you. Right. Yeah. What, what's that? There's some principle, I forget the name of it, but it's like, if it's been around for what, 30 or 40 years, it's probably likely to be around for another 30, 40 years kind of thing. Yeah. Logic. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I love it. Cool, Chris. Well, yeah, this has been fun. I could talk about this stuff all day, but I want to be respectful of your time. You know, you said, have, have them give you a call if they're interested in laser tag, you know, where can people go if, if they want to reach out to you or know, learn more about laser force? Sure. So, you, you know, our website, uh, laserforcetag.com, and uh, you can feel free to email me chris.e at laserforcetag.com. Awesome, man. Well, I really appreciate it. This has been fun. I want to do it again sometime. Thanks for us, man. I appreciate it. And you, 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 you look great. You sound awesome, man. And thanks for what you're doing. Appreciate it, brother. Thanks. Take care.